Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. So we celebrate at Easter that Jesus stretched out his arms wide and was crucified on the cross. But as we've sung about already, as we've heard about through baptism already, the amazing thing is that he rose again from the dead. Uh, because if it was just Jesus sacrificing his life for others, well, there's actually you know, a fair amount of people that have done that before, that have maybe you know, jumped in front of a bus while pushing someone else away, or maybe during wartime have taken you know, a bullet for a, a friend or, or, or something like that. But not only did Jesus sacrifice his life for us, he then rose from the dead. He did that for me. He did that for you in this amazing act, the ultimate act of love, of perfect love. An act of love from both the Father, God the Father, and from Jesus, His Son. The Bible talks about this in uh, 1 John chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. If you have a Bible, you can open it. If you don't, that's okay. It'll be on the screen behind me here. And it says this. It says that God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. This is what Neve was talking about in that media presentation that we just watched. Um, her story of God's love chasing after her. And notice that it wasn't in some like strange sort of mystical way, but this love of God for her was embodied by people. That they actually displayed this unconditional love of God because of what He had done in their own life. This is real love. So the scripture just said, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son Jesus. And Jesus willingly surrendered his life for you. He willingly surrendered his life for me. And so Easter Sunday is all about God's perfect love. It's the pinnacle, it's the climax, it's the ultimate display of God's love. John 15 uh, verse 13 says this, there is no greater love this is Jesus' words, him speaking. He says, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus says that, and then he goes above and beyond that and lays down his life for his enemies, lays down his life for those who persecuted him, lay down his life for, for, for those who didn't believe in him. But you know, it doesn't take long to look around society today and realize that there's so many people, all of us, that we're, really, we're looking for that perfect love. We're looking for that true love. There's songs written about it. I'm sure you all have, you know, a, a favourite song about love. Maybe it's, you know, what is love? You know, baby, don't hurt me. I won't sing it, don't hurt me. No more. What, what about, a, you know, a big, a big belter? Like, I want to know what love is. So that, you know, a bit of 80s, ball, 80s ballads. Yeah, I think 80s ballads there. Um, or what about, we'll, we'll go a little bit more modern um, about love. You know, she wears short skirts. I wear T-shirts. She's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Yeah, that, that, sort of, that sort of idea. That's not me. It's not a quote about me. It's a song. Taylor Swift, by the way. <laughs> What, what about, there's countless movies. What about, what about Jack in Titanic? 
you know, winning that ticket, Rose, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It brought me to you. And I'm thankful for that, Rose. I'm thankful. You must do me this honour. Promise me you'll survive, that you won't give up, no matter what happens, no matter how hopeless. Promise me now, Rose, and never let go of that promise. And then glug, 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 Leo falls <laughs> to the bottom of the ocean. Sorry, that was a spoiler alert if you haven't seen Titanic. What about um, Ryan Gosling to Rachel McAdams in Tim Hartland's favourite movie, The Notebook? No, that was, that was a joke. That was a joke. So it's not going to be easy. It's, it's going to be really hard. We're going to have to work at this every day. But I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever, you and me, every day. Amazing. These are all the lines I, I use to date Rachel. No, I'm, jo I'm joking. But, you know, whether it's movies, whether it's uh, songs, whether it's, you know, great TV shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Married at First Sight and, you know, Farmer Wants a Wife and Beauty and the Geek and, you know, all those, all those amazing, you know, very real reality shows. It's everywhere. So many people are trying to find love, even perfect love. So, if it's everywhere all around us, what is the difference with the kind of love that we're talking about being displayed by Jesus at Easter time? What we would call His perfect love. Oh, a couple of, couple of thoughts for you tonight before we wrap up and then eat bacon and egg rolls. I love Chris's line, I'm going to steal it, because how else do you celebrate your best friend rising from the dead? You eat bacon and egg roll. I'm like... Just, just, just classic. But, but number one, this, this is why it's different, is because God's perfect love has power. 1 John 4, 18 says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. That word cast there, the, the original word, because originally the Bible wasn't written in English, this part of it was written in Greek, and that could be, that could be translated as to, to drive, expel, or to throw out. That perfect love casts out all fear, that it drives out, expels out, or it throws out fear. You see, there is power and authority attached to that word. You know, too often we might have like a Hollywood view of love, which is being as always soppy or always soft or, you know, always long walks on the beach or pretty things or all those, all those types of things gazing into each other's eyes. And love is all those things, but it's not just those things. In describing the love of God, the Bible says that it casts, it dries, expels, and it throws out fear. You see, when you accept and experience the love of God, it casts out those fears that often cripple us. The fear of past mistakes coming back to haunt us. The, the fear of not being accepted by others, which then leads to behaviours that we maybe change to, to fit in depending on where we are. The fear of failure, of insignificance. So we try and work harder to achieve because we're worried about, will my life actually count? Will I be able to make a difference? You know, maybe fear of the future. You know, will, will I succeed? Can I live up to maybe my parents or my spouse's expectations or maybe other people's expectations or even high self-expectations I put on me? You know, maybe, maybe it's the fear of what happens after our time on earth is done. I know for many of us that can feel like so far away, but His perfect love gives us a confidence and assurance of where we will spend eternity. Why? Because perfect love casts out all fear. It throws it out. It expels 
it. You see, some people might want to use the analogy like that, you know, like that Jesus took, you know, took a bullet for you, but that's not, that's not quite, it's not quite true. It's not, not quite that accurate, you know, because Jesus wasn't some, you know, like bulletproof Marvel character, you know, Luke Cage, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever type of guy like that, you know, he was tortured and nailed to the cross. He suffered an enormous amount of pain, but he overcame that and he rose again. He felt the pain, but he conquered it. He experienced death, but he had victory over it. He was fully God and fully human all at the same time. His perfect love has power. It's not just soppy. It's not just nice. It casts out all fear. That's what the Bible says. But not only is his perfect love powerful, but the second thing I want to bring to you tonight is that perfect love didn't wait. Perfect love didn't wait. You know, so often in life we wait for certain events to take place or, you know, all our ducks to line up in a row before we maybe do something. And, and this isn't always a bad thing. You know, hopefully you waited for the light to turn green before you went through the, uh, the intersection on your way here, uh, you know, tonight. You know, hopefully you waited until the car stopped before you jumped out of it as you pulled, it, pulled into the car park. So waiting for things to line up is not always bad. But then there are others... Like maybe you always wait till your boss asks you to do something instead of actually using your head and finding something yourself. Maybe um, you're a you know, younger male here and there's, not, not too young though, and there's a girl that you're keen on and you're waiting for her to make the first move and so my encouragement is man up and you know, make, the first, make the first move yourself. But, but perfect love didn't wait. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 tells us this, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. I love that phrase, while, while we were still sinners. While we were far from God, the Father sent the Son to this earth to live and to sacrifice his life and to have victory over sin, victory over death, to, to rise again, what we celebrate today and then to ascend to heaven. You see, God's perfect love, it didn't wait. After Jesus died on the cross, actually even before then, his closest friends left him. All of them ran away. Only John was at the cross. Peter denied him. The others of his close-knit team, they just all did the bolt and scattered. But Jesus didn't wait until they got themselves together. He wasn't sitting around thinking, oh, I'll just wait until you know, they're, they're all right. I'll wait till I get into this certain level and they'll be able to you know, go on and not, not scatter and leave me. Um, and it's the same for us today. You know, while we were far from God, God showed his great love for us. While maybe we were looking for acceptance in wrong relationships, God showed his great love for us. Well, like Neve mentioned in her story, while we're maybe, you know, self-focused, not caring about anyone else, just looking at our own situation, or our own success, or maybe uh, our own tragedy that had happened in our own lives, God showed His great love. Well, maybe we had this facade of a great life, maybe the coolest Insta story, maybe the best image, the, the right clothes, but we're actually lonely. God showed his great love for us. God showed his great love by sending 
Jesus Christ. You know, for me, it was God showed His love while I was just playing games with God and not taking Him seriously. I was pretty good at doing the Christian facade thing. My mum took me enough to church. I knew that you clapped in the fast songs, lifted your hands in the slow songs and made sure you didn't swear at church. I understood. <laughs> Sorry, mum. I understood, I understood how it worked. But there was nothing on the inside until I'd truly met Jesus. There was just a lot of fear about what other people would think. But I'm so glad that perfect love didn't wait. I'm so glad that God didn't wait till I got my stuff together before He accepted me. And tonight as we wrap up, and maybe as the Lisa just joins me on the keys, I want to I encourage you this evening that God is already pursuing you. I'm not sure how you, like I said, how you made it here tonight at the start, but I know that it was God initiated, that somehow... He put plans together, which maybe you think are just by coincidence, or maybe you think it was just tradition for you to be here. But can I encourage you tonight that God has placed you here, right in this moment, for a purpose and a reason. God showed His great love to me by sending Jesus to die while I was still a sinner. And right now, I'm not sure where everyone is on their on their journey of faith and their journey with God. But wherever you're at right now, I want to tell you that, that, that Jesus has been sent for you. That His offer and His, and His invitation is for each and every one of us. You might go, sinner, wow, that sounds, that sounds like pretty heavy. But a sinner is simply all of us. All of us that have turned away from God. In, in, in fact, the the Bible communicates that we're born into what's called a sin, a sin nature, which means naturally we are away from God. If you've ever raised toddlers, you realise about the sin nature. You don't have to teach little kids to want their own way. You don't have to. I've never seen any parent, you know, get a, get a little one and go, okay, so this is how you do mine, mine, mine. And it's just inbuilt. There's something in us. It's in there. But there is a way back. There is a way to the Father. There is a way into relationship with God who is the source of life. And that way is Jesus Christ. And so tonight, as we wrap up, I want to give you an opportunity to maybe accept this perfect love of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've, you've done this before, but for you it's been, a, it's been a long time. And you know, something's happened. There's been a, a disconnect between you and God. Maybe you were raised going to church as a kid and you did that because that's what your family did. And that's what your parents did, but it didn't really feel like it connected with you. Can I encourage you, tonight could be the night, could be the line in the sand moment where you say, you know what? I'm gonna let down every wall that I've put up around my heart. I'm going to let go of the things that I've trusted in and I'm going to trust in the One. I'm going to trust in Jesus Christ. And so across this place, would you bow your heads and close your eyes?